This message is from Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. May God bless you as you listen to the Anointed Word of Life. Let's bow our heads as we go into the message of the day. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we bless you, we worship you, we glorify you as we commend this service unto the mighty hand. Father, come and have your way. Let our way be done. Let a word of restoration, word of healing, flow from this pulpit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We're continuing part two of our message, which we started last week. Conclusion of the whole matter. Amen. And we're taking a message from the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verses 13 and 14. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God, the fear of God, and keep his commandments. Commandment, ten commandments. Keep that ten commandments. You cannot keep the ten commandments if you don't have the fear of the Lord. If you don't have the fear of the Lord, you cannot keep the ten commandments. Why is the world going the way it's going? It's because people have refused to obey the ten commandments. When you're talking to them about Jesus, say, ah, leave that in, leave that in, leave that in. That is why the world is going the way it's going. That is why demonic kingdoms are taking advantage of the ignorance that is prevailing over this nation, over this world, to manifest ungodliness everywhere and achieve their evil agenda. He said, for this is the whole duty of man. The whole duty of man is found in the Ten Commandments. And it can only be achieved through the fear of the Lord. In part one, the Lord, through his spirit, taught us so much. And today, the Holy Spirit once more reminding us of the only thing that is needful on this earth in our journey in life. And that only thing that is needful is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is all that really matters. So there are two important questions and two prominent answers that are needful for us to attain on earth if we must make eternity in heaven. If you go through the Bible they encounter these questions and answer them rightly, they ended well. They were successful in the assignment God has called them to handle on earth. Question number one must always be from the natural realm. Come with me to the book of Luke chapter 15 verse 17 when you see Jesus Christ as all that matters in your life you end well Luke chapter 15 verse 17 the prodigal son declared and when he came to himself he said how many higher servants of my fathers have bread enough and to spare and I perish with hunger. I will arise and go to my father. He asked a question. Then he answered that question. So I will arise and go to my father and say unto him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before thee. And I'm no more worthy to be called thy son. Make me as one of the higher servants. When the prodigal son go to the level, personal crosses a nation questions must arise. He threw up a question. He must get to that level 
wherever you will ask yourself question that nobody will ask you only you will ask and answer that question the level of personal cross-examination the level that you tell yourself the truth that the only thing that matters in life is you and your father in heaven you say how many my father has multiple does my father not have uncountless servants that dwell in abundance what am I doing here? A royal priest. A royal priest that has so much that heaven has ordained for. And I found myself. How did I get to this level? How did I find myself here? To this point. Where I'm dwelling in abject poverty. You can imagine bringing yourself to the level of the habitation of swine. Pigs. And he said... I only have the answer. I think the answer is my father. I'll go back to my father. The only thing that matters now is me and my father. My father and I. Every other thing must go aside. The only thing I need now in life is my father and I. I will make room for two of us. I'm going back to that, my father. I'm going back to that, my father. And he said, if I go to that, my father, I'm going back now as a different person. Going back now as a different person. I'm going back with the garment of humility, garment of submission, garment of obedience. I will prostrate before my father and tell him how sorry I am for allowing myself to be distracted. For not allowing him to lead me. For doing things my own way. Number one question must come from you. That answer must come from you. The problem we have today is pride. As long as you keep on putting on that garment of pride. You'll be far from where God is taking you to. As long as you keep on wearing that garment of pride. You get to the level of divine turning point. You will cross over. As long as you keep on wearing that garment of pride, you will never descend where you need to make 360 degree turn around to reconnect back to your father. In life, there are questions that even when we refuse to ask ourselves those questions, the Holy Spirit by his mercy begins to prompt that question for us to answer. We know within ourselves, we see that this thing I'm doing is it proper but prayer will not allow most of us to say, this is strong, I must have to make a youth. It's for the Lord, because of the Lord, the Lord has for us. That is why, even when you refuse to ask those questions, the Holy Spirit still prompt them in our mind, in our hearts, for us to descend and do the right thing. He asks a question, the producer asks a question. He answers them correctly. Through the divine leverage of humility. In the book of Acts chapter 9 verse 6. In the midst of Saul's encounter with Christ. What happened? Saul got to the point where he declared. What will thou have me to do Lord? When all that matters to you is Jesus. Your questions to God will always arise from the turning point. 
of self-cross-examination. Saul, a general, a notable man in the society, a man of power, a man that had the right to kill at any time. When he encountered a superior power, he bowed. There are so many things we encounter that shows us that there are still powers that are ordained for us to submit to. There are times we are frightened by different kinds of sicknesses. And God hears us, we come out. Yeah, we don't learn anything from it. That time we come face to face with accidents. Some die, but we don't die. We wake up, we hear. Our neighbors slept, they didn't wake up, but you woke up. God is through the Holy Spirit reminding us. What if it had happened to us, or we are the ones involved? Where will you spend eternity? There are so many things that are happening to us or that have happened that Lord allowed for us to come to terms that the only thing that matters in our life is Jesus. And that we must keep on making room for him and for ourselves. Paul, with all his empowerment, natural empowerment, physical empowerment, as a man of war, saw realized that there was no longer pranks to play. That this force he was coming against had enough power to destroy him. He had to bow. He said, Lord, what do you want me to do? It was a genuine question that received genuine reply and Paul enforced it until the day he exited this earth. That question that Saul asked came from a vessel from a heart, from a spirit that is broken. Question from broken vessels receive direction of eternity for good from the Lord. When Saul got to the point that all that really mattered in his life was the Lord Jesus Christ, he was transformed from Saul to Paul. He was transformed from a murderer to a personality whose sin was forgiven. He became a new man in Christ with a new spirit and eventually made heaven. There are many souls under the sound of my voice that the Holy Spirit is waiting to transform their roots from eternity in hell to eternity in heaven. If they would genuinely ask the Lord to take over the directions of their lives, And I pray you be among those that will have a new lease of life today in Jesus' name. God is not interested in vessels of self-righteousness. He's not interested in vessels of self-justification. Human wisdom. He's not interested. The servants that did not utilize the talent the Lord gave him justify his action. He said, I know you're a hard man. I know you, know you reap where you do not sow. Spiritual justification is a spiritual cancer that destroys destinies. That will never be a portion in Jesus' name. Amen. God is not interested in vessels that have covered themselves with human wisdom. Flesh is not interested in people who have filled their destinies with earthly pride. 
He said, Our righteousness is like what? Filthy rags. Adam justified his pride when he told the Lord that the woman you gave me caused me to derail. Cain justified his unrepentant nature when he asked the Lord, Am I my brother's keeper? Saul so was more interested in his reputation as a king than in genuine repentance. And when he had ate, sin before the Lord, falling short of his glory, he told Samuel, Stand with me so that I will honor God before the congregation. Stand with he was interested in his position instead of him making up with God. Interested in his reputation instead of in his integrity with God. You know, if you go, they will say God has departed from me. Stand with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. Stay with me. So that people will know that God is still with me. So that people will know that God is still with me. After that incident, he told some my good radiance. He didn't even go back to some and say, this is the help of how do we beg the Lord? As far as God was concerned, good radiance. Until Samuel died, the prophet. He didn't go back to Samuel. He didn't see the face of Samuel. But the face he refused to see when he was alive. He painfully sought for that face. When that anointing departed. And when that man of God had gone to heaven. But in case of Saul that God made to be poor, we saw a broken vessel. A broken vessel that realized that all that mattered in his life was Jesus. That verse to declare, Lord, what would that have me do? And he got a heavenly answer unto eternity in heaven. I pray this morning that every humble soul under the sound of my voice will receive heavenly answers to make eternity in heaven in Jesus' name. Amen. When you get to the habitation of brokenness, directions to success in your earthly assignment becomes quite glaring and clear. When you find yourself at the level of brokenness, you receive direction from the Lord. But if you are filled, called filled with pride, pot filled with pride, there is no way God can release something else inside that pot or that cup. You must empty that pride in the cup of your life so that God can refill. When Saul emptied that pride, he made himself a God that can keep Christians anyhow. But when he got to the habitation of humbleness and he emptied that cup, he said, Lord, what would that have me do? That is the level every child of God must get to for you to begin the real journey to eternity in heaven. If you are still at that level, God, give me this, give me this, give me that, give me that, you are missing it. Hello? You are missing it. If you are still at that level, God has not done this, has not done that, has not done that, you will miss it. Because what the enemy will be planting in your mind is that God has failed you. God, I'm angry with you. Man of God, I'm angry with you for this prophecy that has not come to pass. Am I really sure that prophecy from the man of God is from God? Because you are the level of 
give me God give me give me give me you want this you want that you want though most of the things we want are not what we need God will only give you the things that are needful for you to succeed not the things you want and the way you want it might not be the word of the Lord so the devil gives you a business whereby you keep on accusing God accusing his vessels it is not about what the Lord will do for you it is about what do you want me to do Lord how do you want me to serve you lead me to give you what you want me to give unto you you can be receiving from where you were born you've been receiving from the Lord you can't be receiving until the day you will exit this earth. I want this. I want that. I want this. I wonder what are you willing to give out? He wants you to give him your mind. So I said, what do you want me to do? He said, go to social place. I will send somebody that will tell you all that you need to do in life. All that matters in life will be told and made known unto you. And when he got that message, he never departed from the presence of the Lord. He realized that all that mattered was Jesus. Right now, I pray for souls both far and near that the mercies and grace of God will compare your souls not to miss eternity in heaven in Jesus' name. I pray that the Lord will release his unction of humility Amen. that will cause unlimited brokenness Amen. in your life. Amen. Enough to earn your tickets to heaven in Jesus' name. Amen. There is another question and this one is from the supernatural realm. That question is for those who are dwelling in the habitation of brokenness. For those who are willing to make room for themselves and for God. Come with me, First Kings chapter 3, verse 5. That question normally comes from the law for those who are willing. Or those who have already made room for themselves and for God. First Kings chapter 3, verse 5. In Gibeon, the Lord appeared unto who? Solomon. In a dream by night. And God said, ask what I shall give thee. Ask what I shall do what? From a broken heart. God cannot ask a vessel filled with carnality of flesh, ask what I shall give thee. You don't ask a disobedient son of yours to place a request before you. You ask your son that is obedient. What do you want, my son? Ask what I will give unto you. The Lord appeared to Solomon. Solomon had issues. He had his fears. He had his natural challenges. He's broken upon those issues to the greatest blessings on earth. How you react to issues beyond your control determines your success or failure in life. Solomon brokenness made room for God to step into his life because he's proved to God that he was all that mattered in his life. How many of us are willing to turn our issues to great blessings for those who are willing? 
you must make room for God and for yourself. Solomon refused to allow his issues serve as a barrier between him and God. Rather, he created room for himself and for God. And the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob intervened. And I ask again this morning, how many are willing to make room for God to step into their issues today? May you receive that visitation in Jesus' name. Amen. He brought issues before the Lord and God stepped in. His father had advisors, elders that reigned with him. They were still there for Solomon. But what did Solomon do? He desired the ultimate power, the ultimate counselor. He desired to receive from that God that made his father king over Israel. He refused to limit God. He connected and God answered. Solomon's action, his brokenness, prompted this heavenly question we just read. Say, Ask what I give unto thee. His brokenness prompted unlimited visitation in his life. Solomon placed God as the only thing, the only personality, the only being that mattered in his life. And God gave him the blessings that have never been given to anyone in life on this earth. The Shonamite woman in her habitation of humility and brokenness. This is something that kept heaven standing. They told the husband, I believe this man of God is always stopping by at our restaurant. He's a general man of God. Let us do something for him. The man of God didn't ask. On her own, let us build a guest house in our compound. And they did that. And the man of God came forward again while passing to eat in the restaurant on his way to the cities he was going to do the work of God. Those days they moved from city to city. And the woman said, Sir, today you will not pass by. You will pass the night in this place. The anointing that usually passed by was drawn down. When God said, draw down your blessings, most of us do not know. When we pray, we play the ball. Please say, draw down your blessings. Many of us are seeing the anointing passing by, passing by. What have we done to activate to draw down that blessing? The anointing was drawn down. Prophet Elisha passed the night and his servant in that place. And that day, heaven became restless. That woman, by her action, touched the mind of Christ. And heaven became restless. I pray somebody today will touch a man of Christ. Amen. To the extent that heaven will become restless. Amen. Until you are blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. And the man of God was prompted to say, call the woman. What will be done for her? They brought the woman. Madam, what do we do for you? He said, no, I'm okay. He said, you're okay. But I don't think you're okay heaven is owing you. Madam, you're okay. There is a debt heaven must pay. You're okay. But heaven says they are owing you. Have you gotten to that level where heaven will say we are owing you, my son, my daughter. What do you want? 
if you are serving unto the Lord, got you to that level, your service can it speak for you unto the Lord? Can your giving speak for you? And the woman Ashanama said, I don't need anything. He said, Can I speak to the president on your behalf? He can give you a political appointment, a minister. He said, No, I don't need that. Can I speak to the ministers in government? He said, I don't need that. What about the Jews? They can give, even here, they, you say yeah, they can give you contract. He said, I don't need anything. <laughs> and the woman left. But heaven was restless. The spirit of the man of God was restless. Heaven was restless. And the call is assistant. Heaven is saying, what must be done for this woman? The servant said, she doesn't have a child. It's okay. She doesn't have a child. Call her. He said, Madam, by this time next year. He said, No, no, man of God, don't worry about that too. I've been hearing this thing before. Don't worry about that. He said, Yes, I know you've been hearing that before. But you see this one. <laughs> you see this one. On the way to Sodom and Gomorrah, to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah, the Trinity in Council, God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, they came down. Abraham said, I must draw down this blessing. Mm, you cannot pass. So. You must stay and eat food. Abraham drew down the blessings. That opportunity God gives to us to bless and explode us. But we allow those anointing to pass by. Because we do not discern. He entertained God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit in human form. Entertaining the earth. And they said, wait can we had anything from this man when they are going out? They say no. After they have blessed him and the wife, they say no. We can let her tell him what we are going to do. And they told Abraham, the Lord God can do nothing. They say he revealed it to his servant, the what? Prophet. That's a level you get to. God will not do anything without revealing it to you. He has service with God. Have you made room for God to the level that He will ask you what do you want? Ask what I give unto thee. It's not about, Lord, give me, Lord, give me, Lord, give me, Lord, give me, Lord, give me. It can't remain in that primary school of spiritual growth, primary school one. Even when God says, What I will do for you, don't just give me money, give me this, give me uh-uh. those ones are natural things. You don't need them. Go for supernatural things. Number one, the heart of God, love. Lord, I don't want anything to separate both of us. Go for his presence. Go for his love. Because when you have him, you have everything. One with God is one with what? If you have God, you have everything. Stop going for natural things. Give me. He knows. He says, seek for the kingdom of God and his what? Righteousness. And all these things shall be what? Added. Go for those righteous things. Those things that shows and prove that you really love him is number one. The love of God teach you to walk in holiness and righteousness and godliness, to walk in the fear of the Lord, to keep his commandment. Let you know you desire to know him. Desire to have relationship with you. You see, every other thing will manifest. Every other thing will manifest. And the Shonama woman, according to the set time of God, the child came forth. According to the set time of God, Sarah brought forth because they were in the habit of giving unto God. 
every opportunity you have to give to God, don't miss it. No matter how small, it's a door unto open doors. Solomon gave to God. And God said, ask what I'll give unto you. The Shadowman woman gave to God and drew down the anointing. Abraham, he said, three of you will not pass by. You must come in and rest and eat. And God gave them what they have been desiring for years. We must get to the level whereby God asks us what he will do for us. We must get to that level. Stop putting yourself, me, me, self, 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 my house, my family, my this, my that, my that. First of all, sacrificial offering. The most important thing in the life of Abraham, the Lord said, give me your son. Hello? Give me your what? He gave Isaac to God. God gave him back not only Isaac, more than Isaac. That is why the morning kingdom desired the best from you. If John called, it's either the best, either your wife or your children. Abba Father offered the best he had. Jesus. The morning kingdom is still asking for your best. That's why you don't even go near that court so that you don't expire. But you must get to the level where God will ask you, what do I do for you? It's very important in life. It's very, very important. And that will only arise when you have made room for God and for yourself. There are things you will do for God that heaven will become uncomfortable. Restless until you are blessed. In Solomon's reverence for God made heaven uncomfortable until the Lord asked Solomon, Ask what I shall give unto thee. King David did something that made God establish an everlasting covenant with him. David's reverence for God was such that God established an everlasting covenant with him. Through which you and I ourselves today. Is your reverence to God enough to make room for you and for God? Your brokenness, your praises, your worship, is it enough to make room for you and God? Are your sacrifice and commitment? Your love for God and mankind, dedications, faithfulness to God enough to prompt heavenly questions and blessings unto you. If your heart is anchored on earthly treasures, definitely you have purchased ticket to hell. Because you will leave those treasures here and stand before the Lord one day. Those treasures will not speak for you. What will speak for you is your fear of God. What will speak for you is your obedience to the commandment of the Lord. Let us hear the conclusion of the matter. Fear God. That is what will stand before you that day. The fear of the God you has beats is what will speak for you that day. He said, keep his commandment. The commandment he's keep is what will speak for you that day. He said, for this is the whole duty of what? Man. It's not that property. It's not that money you have in account. It's not the vehicles. It's not the certificates. It's not the political power you exhibited. Your fame wouldn't speak for you. The only thing that will speak for you is our spiritual things. The natural begets the natural. The spiritual begets spiritual things. Our reverence to God must be such that will shatter the money barriers and provoke divine blessings unto us. 
our worship, commitment, all the things we render unto God must be such that will command heavenly provocation so that will make the host of heaven restless until you and I are blessed. But this can only happen if all that matters to us is only Jesus Christ. Nothing but Jesus. Bow your heads. Begin to talk to the Lord. Are you ready to make room for him and for yourself? What is it that matters in your life right now? Your position does not matter. You can't speak for yourself. Achievements on earth cannot speak for you. Your word cannot speak. Except you use it for him. If you like build 1,000 houses, properties all over the world, can never speak. Except you use it for him. It didn't say you shouldn't build. Have you built for him too? Have you built for him? In the church of God, what is your investments? Do you invest your time? Do you invest your finance? Do you invest your love for God? Some people are too busy. They despise that God. The meeting with that God that gives them the air they breathe to live. You forget you can't sleep. You won't wake up in the morning. Whatever business you have on earth, without this God, will you be alive to do that business? You live life anyhow. Immoral life. Canal life. We say it doesn't matter. Your salvation matters. Life of righteousness, holiness, godliness matters. Are you ready to make room? This is a moment of self-reflection. Begin to talk to him. Where you have missed it. Mercy prevails on earth. Beyond this earth, there shall be no mercy. The door to mercy closes once you exit this earth. Grace is for people on earth to enable us to succeed on this earth. Once we exit here, no more grace. Love is for here. Once we exit here, we are denied that love of Christ. The only love you can enjoy will be love for her. That means love for us to enter eternity. The servant that was given five talents and five more talents, he was recognized. Enter into the joy of the Lord. The one with the two talents was recognized. And the Lord said, Enter into the joy of the Lord. But the one with one talent missed it. One with one talent missed it. Missed it. He was busy focusing on himself. For those of us who have been focusing on ourselves, no time for God, no time for his meetings, no time for what's happening in the house of God, have a rethink. Some of us come to church, like we're doing God a favor. We decide when to come and when not to come. God, I don't have time for you this week. You know, I'm busy. I'm tired. The matter. In your office, will you say you won't go to work? Because you are tired? Will you say you won't go to work because you woke up late in your office? You know you won't do that. What you can do in the secular world? What makes you think you can do it and God will tolerate it? He won't. Talk to the Lord. And for as many that are under the sound of my voice that have not given their life to Christ... This is a wonderful time for you to recognize the Lord as your Lord and Savior. That wherever you are, begin to talk to the Lord and ask him for mercy. In all areas you offended him, ask him to forgive you. Ask for his precious blood to purge you, cleanse you. Write your name from the book of hell unto the book of life and eternity in heaven. 
But I thank you for the souls that you have set and you have touched by reason of this message. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We thank you for listening to the Anointed Word of Life by Pastor Ezekiel Chim of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. You can reach us at number 7A, Awaniye Lemo Street, Ajawo Estate, off International Airport Road, Lagos, or anointedassembly.org. For prayer and counseling, please call 070-3668-7445. May God richly bless you.